You are listening to a sermon by Pastor Hoffman of Christ Lutheran Church in Coos Bay, Oregon. Helen was born in St. Joseph, Missouri on September 12, 1928, where she lived and thrived until graduating from business college at the age of 18. She moved to Coos Bay, Oregon, where she met Herbert Allen in April of 1948. Herb and Ernie lived in Coos Bay all their married years together, raising a family of four girls. Ernie often expressed her thankfulness that the Lord had blessed her with such a loving family to care for. In her working years, she worked as the theater usher and court recorder, as well as various secretarial and bookkeeping positions. And my personal favorite, as a faithful member of Christ Lutheran, she had the distinction of being an original member of the Wednesday Ladies Bible Study which has met together for, without being too specific, over 45 years. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. I want to talk to you a little bit about the Old Testament lesson we heard. Isaiah writes, Have you not known? It surely had been claimed often enough by this time. I love how that begins. Have you not heard the Lord is the everlasting God? Meaning he is unchangeable from eternity to eternity. The Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, that is of the whole world with all it contains. Isaiah writes, he does not faint or grow weary. He never so much as begins to abandon his vigilant care for his children, you, much less will he fail in his task of being the one true God. There is no searching of his understanding. It cannot be fathomed by the infinite the infinite mercy of the finite mind of any human being. That, in fact, then should inspire his people with the strongest confidence. You know how wise you are? Not enough. This fact gives us comfort because Isaiah says, God gives power to the faint to those who we see are in weakness, those who we see are not supermen and women, those who are actual people who are fallen and broken, who are not right on 100% every second of the day, every moment, every nanosecond. He sustains them when they are about to sink down. 
And to him who has no might, he increases strength. That is, those who are utterly helpless, those who have nothing, they find that in him they have everything. And uh, he even says, and this might be the hardest one to hear, even the youths, the young people, who are completely and totally bulletproof, completely and totally, no, I'm young, I can do it. We've all been there. But he says, even the youths, those in their prime of their young lives, and the young men, those excelling in youthful vigor and energy. Do you guys remember being like that? You remember being so young you were perfect? You knew more than your parents? You knew certainly more than your grandparents, although you liked them a little more because they were nicer. But Isaiah is talking very frankly about the youth and how they are... They seem so strong, and yet, don't kid yourself, they will utterly fall. For mere human might and power is, after all, subject to weariness and decay. Don't believe me? Bail hay for a summer. But, Isaiah says, they that wait upon the Lord, meaning putting all their trust in Him, in Him alone shall renew their strength, gaining new spiritual power from day to day, being those people who stand before God saying, I realize I am not God, though sometimes you may have a hard time believing it. I realize that I am the fallen and broken one, and you are the good one who raises fallen and broken sinners from death and the grave into life everlasting. That is what it looks like, putting your trust in him alone. And he says, they shall rise up with the wings of eagles. It's a beautiful analogy. I've lived in southeast Alaska where there's lots of bald eagles. Have you ever seen an eagle up close? It's terrifying. Their wingspans are longer than this. They're a powerful symbol of of flight and strength. The birds who have ever been types of almost limitless, I've seen them swimming in the ocean because they had a fish so big they couldn't scoop it up, so they swam that thing to the beach. Isaiah writes, They shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. Finishing their course with strength imparted to them from God on high, victorious to the very last, as St. Paul writes in 2 Timothy 4.7. You see, what we're talking about here isn't you just having the strength to get up on Monday mornings. God isn't coffee. We're not talking about, well, I just got to make it to Friday. Oh, I just got to do it. Just just two more days. But what we're talking about, you see, is our God, is the God of promises. 
Promises made and promises kept. Through Isaiah, God promised. A voice of one crying in the wilderness. Prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be lifted up. Every mountain and hill brought low. The crooked places will be made straight and the rough places made smooth. The glory of the Lord shall be revealed and all flesh shall see it together. These are wonderful images here of what God does for you. The valleys being brought up means they're made level. The mountains of which you can't scale or see over are made flat. The crooked, messed up, pothole-filled roads made straight. The rough places made smooth. This is the picture that God gives you of what he does. You see an imagery of equality here. You see an imagery of God's people all being seen through the lenses of Jesus Christ. Not in your accomplishments. God won't say, well, how many hours of overtime did you work in your life? How many extra days did you put in? (laughs) You don't want to (laughs) know. But we see him saying, I see you through the lens, through the blood-colored glasses of Jesus Christ. Now, through the prophet Malachi, God promises this, Behold, I send my messenger, and he will prepare the way before me. Malachi 3.1 And behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. Always God is saying you will not be without my word. Always God is saying you will not be without my promises. Always God is saying you will hear my voice through my servants. They will bring it to you. They will bring you promises when you're either the low valley or you're the haughty one who's up on high or if you're kind of crooked or rough, which is, I think, a lot of us. You see these wonderful promises made by God. And even through the archangel Gabriel, God promised that John would also go before God in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers to their children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. And that is from St. Luke 1.17. And then so we say, well, that is the God who is the maker of promises. God kept his promise to send a messenger and Elijah, the prophet, to prepare his way and to prepare his people. God kept his promise and sent us St. John the baptizer, just as he said he would. And God kept his promise to send you a savior just like John the baptizer said he would. You see, John has made us ready for the coming of the Lord. And how did he do it? Do we remember? Through baptism. You remember when Jesus comes to St. Paul and says, 
baptize me. And he says, oh, it is you that should be baptizing me because he knows who he's standing in front of. He knows he is not worthy even to tie his sandal. Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away what? The sin of the world. This is good stuff. And when Jesus is just 50, 100 feet away, behold the Lamb of God. He's even making this as a promise. Look who's coming. He's not here yet, but he's coming. More promises. Promises that conclude in baptism. The baptism, he says, was to fulfill all, do you remember? Righteousness. That is where we see even on the casket the white cloth from the baptismal font to the casket to say, clothed in righteousness. Ernie is clothed in righteousness. Christ's righteousness. Because Jesus says, whoever believes and is baptized shall be saved. So what does that sound like? Another promise. Another proclamation of gospel hope to those of us who are toiling in fallen and brokenness. Those of us down in that valley. Those of us way over everybody's head. Those of us who do not see eye to eye. And so that brings us all the way back to today. In baptism, Jesus promised that you will be with him in paradise. This is already true for our sister Ernie. This is already true. Today, the gospel message isn't actually for her. She knows it. She's with Christ. She resides with Christ. She worships perfectly with Christ. Today, this gospel message is for you. To comfort you. Even though sometimes it's difficult when we miss somebody that we love to be comforted. It takes time. But that's the strange thing about being a Christian, isn't it? As if our life isn't complicated enough. At a funeral of a faithful Christian we have complete sorrow and complete joy all at the exact same time. Sorrow because, let's face it, she was cool to have around. Let's face it, she was somebody that you would look forward to seeing if she was across the room. you go, hey, we'll miss that. but we don't let that get in the way of the truth that she held so dear in a Bible study for over 45 years. That Jesus Christ is her salvation, is her Redeemer and yours. You see, for the sorrow, we also have the joy. She resides with Christ and awaits the resurrection, as do we all. And finally, Remember, please, that this is for you. Have you not known, says Isaiah, have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God. 
In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please rise. The peace of God which passes all understanding will guard and keep your hearts and your minds in the one true faith, in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. Amen.